You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of Endlight entertainment warning the episode you're about to listen to has lots and lots of harsh language so listener discretion is advised it's time for trek off a two-handed kirk punch to your nuts Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin, and today Alexia and I are continuing our discussion of the Doctors of Star Trek following her horrible accident, uh, which she's fine. You can hear all about that in part one, uh, where we talked about uh, Dr. McCoy and uh, and Dr. Phlox, and now we're moving on to Dr. Beverly Crusher. Um, Beverly. So I'm, I'm, let me just throw this out in terms of my thoughts on her. I think that she would be the optimal head of a medical practice like okay. like you know when you go to the doctor's office mm-hmm. and it's like a practice like eight so the head of my medical practice of the doc where i go um he's actually a really awesome doctor i know i see him work as a doctor he's an awesome doctor i see him how he is with patients but when my doctors aren't sure about something they go to him they talk to him he knows all the shit he's not he's he's like like there will be times that that there'll be a certain way that we do things in the hospital and he goes well, I don't want to do that. And we're like, why? And he's like, because the latest research shows that the best way to do it is this. He always is up on what is the latest research and what is being debunked and what is, you know, he knows. But the one thing that I never see Crusher really have is a great um, a, a great handle on, on how to actually perform as a doctor. So in your opinion, like, do you want like that? Do you want that doctor who is who is totally up on everything? But I wouldn't mind that person being a part of the the yeah. treatment and being like in the room. But like, I feel like that person is um, a little bit removed. Like, like it's not just you that know? she's like, like she seems nice. Yeah, no, no, and she, she doesn't seem. Nice. Yeah, she seems like bedside and manner smart. wise. She seems nice. She's she's smart. Um, she's very motherly. Um, but. But yeah, there's just I just get this feeling that like she's she's like what have we seen her do? She fixed tennis elbow once. Um, well, and she, I think if you think about a lot of the stuff we've seen her do, it's like um, analytical yeah. uh, research, finding out yeah. what happened with like dead people, right? Yeah. So is she just waiting for you to die? Right. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, and then to figure something out after that. I don't know, you know. I mean, again, she like. Like what I don't get is that like in Star Trek Six, like Chancellor Gorkon dies and we don't know Klingon anatomy, but Doctor Crusher still doesn't know in season five of of Next Gen that Klingons have like a redundant system. Like, oh right, right. Like she's like 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 really. She's like that's crazy. You're like this is shit. You should know. This yeah, is, this, this is shit occurs to me as like, like second nature at this point. Because you remember like eighty years ago when we almost went to war with the Klingons because you didn't know Klingon anatomy. You think they teach that shit? <laughs> 
Like you really do. Like that would that that might be a course. There might be a correspondence course <laughs> on Klingon anatomy. By the way, before you allow your Klingon security officer to commit suicide, honorable suicide, maybe you should discover that his body has a second spinal cord. Just saying. <laughs> um, I, well, wait. I don't know. No, no, no. He didn't have a second spinal cord. That's not what happened. That's not what I remember. Well, it was something like he had like a redundant. He had system, a redundant yeah. system that allowed the new spine to actually be. Yeah. Um, the only time they reference Doctor Pulaski after she leaves, by the way, is there where, where like she goes, "I'm familiar with Doctor Pulaski's methods." Blah blah blah. Yeah, that was sort of it. Um, okay, so speaking of Doctor Pulaski, are we ready to move on to her? Let's move on to Doctor Pulaski. So Doctor Pulaski is not a liked character. And and that's the you know, seriously her bedside manner like her as a person I would not want that as my doctor ER doc ever. I think she'd be a good ER doc I think she she needs to be the one who can yell at the nurses who can yell at the patients who can get the patient's family out of the room and go fucking I need to this guy's gonna die if you don't let me do the shit I need to do get out um and you need that sometimes maybe I mean I feel like even even doctor like there's just. See, here's the thing. I There's get, even something about her beyond that, though. Like, I don't necessarily have a problem with a doctor who can be, um, who can be firm. Yeah, I don't want her to be my, like, like my my primary. I, I don't want that, but I, I don't think I would even want her to be in the ER because, I mean, I got to tell you, man, when I was in the ER, I was fucking scared. Like, I didn't know I was going to be okay. You know? Yeah. I, yeah I, here's so, the thing. Here's so the, you want some level of of comfort at 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 that area in your in your situation. Yes. In your situation, yes. But if you were scared and they didn't deal with it, then boo-hoo. However, if you were in real big danger... But you were just saying, like, if you were in yeah. real big danger, I think even in that scenario, I think sure. you want... Yeah, if, if you're about to die, I, at least you want people to be nice to you while you're dying. Fuck yeah. 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 Or, I mean, but beyond but, that, like, honestly, I feel like that... That has an effect on you as a person. Do you know the, what I mean? Here's like, the thing. An, give I, it, call it an aura, if you will, but sure. it affects you. Here's well, here's here's the way I feel about because I want to give her some props about this. If there's a situation where other people are stonewalling or in the way or want to have an argument about the prime directive, I feel like Bones is going to engage in that argument and take one side. I feel and like, I feel like she would engage in that argument too. I will give her that. I no, I don't think she would. That's the thing. I feel like Flocks would engage in that argument. I feel like Crusher would would write a dissertation on the, that argument. I feel like like. Doc- I, th- I feel like she wouldn't do it. I feel she like, wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, I think I think that when the argument started, she'd be she'd be basically shut the fuck up. I'm not going to take these prescient seconds. Like that's why I'm saying she should she should be a trauma doc. That's it. She should be not your level of what happened. I'm talking like like helicarrier in somebody's bleeding from the head. You know, they're like, not even conscious. Like I get the I get the sense that like like when if if she had been the doctor when Tasha Yar came back, Tasha Yar might have lived. Because Crusher was like, I don't know, man. Crusher was like agonizing. She was putting the thingies on her head. I feel like she would, th- she would have been just like CPR. Now I just feel like she'd be hands on and do shit. And so I think as a trauma doc, because part of what you need to do there sometimes is manage, look at the whole situation and go, okay, I don't, I don't have time to be nice, you know. But you don't want to be your primary. You don't. You want her to be a trauma surgeon, even who is. You don't even see. You don't even really deal with. Them. Yeah, if she's the person you never meet talk to have any contact with but might but but might be perhaps. the need, but might need to be the person to be the bad cop in because you need that you need someone who can be the bad cop and i don't feel like any of the other doctors i think all the other doctors because look their characters are written to be likable yeah so i think none of the other doctors 
are going to be the bad cop. I think they're going to be the ones who can go to the family members and take like 20 extra seconds to go, listen, it's going to be a dangerous time and you're going to have to sit here. You're going to stay here and do, I, I, you know, while, while, the, while the patient is still bleeding, you know, and I feel like she'd be like, get the fuck out. And I'm operating. I'm operating. Get the fuck out of my room. You know, so, yeah. 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 That's it. She, she's, she's an OR doc. That's what she is. She's an OR doc. She should stay an OR doc. But I think a trauma OR, I think she'd be perfectly suited. But I think you weren't sick enough. I don't think you were you were damaged enough to need her. So in <laughs> in your situation, and I'm giving I'm saying as a doctor, I see what she would be and where she would be because she was certainly knowledgeable. We saw that like yeah, no, I mean I, to she. be clear, I'm not. I, I don't think she's useless. And I honestly, um, and honestly, but like we're ta- if what we're talking about is who I would want, sure, to tend to me. Can I be clear? Can, can I be honest about something about Pulaski? Sure. I think it's more fun to hate Pulaski than I actually hate her. <laughs> like it's fun to hate her it's fun she's caustic and stuff but there are times when i'm like on her side and times when i think that she's fun and and when like like i like that there's someone who's a little caustic from time to time i think it gets to be a little much but i think that like i it's more fun to talk about how much like just in the same way that i like slam insurrection like i think i <laughs> let me be clear i think insurrection is a shitty movie but i'll turn it on <laughs> and 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 occasionally I will turn on a season two episode of next gen and <laughs> you know, I'll enjoy when she, I, I like her in the morality episode. Just fine. I think she's fine. Um, eh. you know, I she, mean, there are times, I, I will admit that there are times that she bothers me less yeah, uh, I mean, than others, but she does. She makes a terrible first impression. First of all, she's a doctor. She shouldn't be doing impressions. But aside from that, like generally speaking, like, how do I put this? Like the other other doctors up until now, I feel like all of them have had uh, a warmth, which you know what I will take. I will take Doctor Pulaski over season one Crusher, who was so wet. I felt like she was so wet and just so so. You said Wesley shouldn't come on the bridge. You uh, uh, shut up, Wesley. You know, like when she came back season three. She had there was she was fiery. Her, her hair was lighter, and she was fiery. <laughs> her her personality was also like, I'm a fucking scientist, and I'm a doctor, and I'm a dancer, and I'm a theater. Fuck you. You get the sense that she she, she you know she's horny. She has sex with a candle. You know that's like I knew that was. Oh my god, I was totally thinking about that. That episode is really very bad, yeah. by the way. So I totally so I rewatched season, it. Season seven. Yeah, season seven, and actually, Mr. A watched it with me. Isn't awful. Oh my god. It's yeah, it's embarrassing, I, isn't it? And that's Shakar. That's Shakar from DS9. Kira's boyfriend through. Is that like, who that was? Yeah, Shakar. First Minister Shakar. Huh. Yeah. I didn't put that together. I normally yeah, do. Yeah, with Ronin. What a shit. It, it really, it played like an episode of Dark Shadows. Oh, it was, it was yeah, embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Yeah, it, was it, was embarrassing. Not, it was not Star Trek. It yeah. Was, it was an embarrassing, embarrassing. Uh, uh, yeah. The only person who came out smelling like a rose in that episode is Patrick Stewart, who actually did a pretty good job of, of dealing with her going crazy. Like he was like, like he seemed genuinely concerned. Yeah, I definitely, I, 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 I felt for her like as an actress in all honesty, like in some of those scenes where she's got to be all like, uh, uh, and it's like, you can almost see like somewhere wake me wake me hard wake like, me like hard. where she's just like really i have to do this right now <laughs> yeah you know like the, you were saying like patrick stewart in that episode mask, where he was yeah. with the mask on like in those moments i feel like they almost 
I feel like there were times they had to cut away quickly because she was like, I can't fucking keep this up. I'm yeah. sorry. I can't keep sorry. pretending to be molested by Ghost Man. Yeah. Right let's, now. Let's, let's, let, let's just stop doing this series and we'll do some movies. I'm sure they won't suck. <laughs> none of them. Seriously, none of them suck like that episode, right? I'm just saying. Like that episode? No. There, there, I think you know, there, no, there, there are 20 minutes in Nemesis. That suck nearly as bad as that, nepo- no that episode. No fucking way, dude. The mind rape of the Troy. Mind ra- okay, the mind then, rape was close. And then, I guess. and then her using her psychic powers as as the as there is a like a beam of light on her eyes, um, <laughs> and the lighting changes to locate the ship with her anger feelings from the mind rape. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You're like no. Yeah, no. No. It's it it could be part of that episode. And that it could be part of, and then you know what? I feel like they should have had tea afterward yeah. and talked about their um ghostly sexual encounters <laughs> because they were always having these like pseudo they, well they were always stretching. Girl talks. They're always stretching for their yoga class. Yeah. It was like erotic. Like, remember when I had sex with a candle? Yeah, and remember when that guy mind so raped me? You always me? say that, though. Sex with a candle. She had sex with a ghost. She did not yeah. have sex with a candle. Who was in a ghost? Who was in a candle? <laughs> uh, so, but, but like... Oh, no, I guess technically the bitch was a, an alien of I some did, kind. I just, alien I just, I just love my... Troy's like, like, remember when I was mind raped? And Crusher's like, now do you mean when you were mind raped by that one guy? Or the, in the other episode? Guy. Or the guy in Nemesis? <laughs> Which guy? No, Which no, guy Nemesis sucked. No, I don't no. want to talk about Nemesis. <laughs> that really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember how Data came over to the ship and then transported the captain back by himself so he could die on the ship? Oh, yeah, that, that's Data's stupid. <laughs> Let's have a lesbian sex. <laughs> I was the only thing missing from that I episode. Want, oh, I, I wanted that to happen so much. Oh, gosh, yeah. Who doesn't? I was so hot for Crusher a little bit. Really? Yeah. I was hot for Troy, not Crusher, though, obviously. Nah. Mm. She was too motherly. I just couldn't get past that. Yeah, I, little... I, I, I could get past it. I mean, there were some times in the episode with where her and, and, and Picard get really close because of the, the I think when she they was get prettier. captured. I think she was prettier. Uh, you know, I think even... So here's what embarrasses me for poor Troy over the course of the show. Even on episodes where her face looks, looks, looks pretty, um, she wears the least flattering outfit in the world. As trim as she may be, you can't wear that outfit unless you're really thin. And, yeah, and, like there are certain then, things that are for certain that, body but, types. But that if you doesn't, will. that doesn't, it's not what embarrasses me for her. It's her hair. There are episodes where her hair is the size of the ship. Stop. The ship needs a third nacelle because her hair I love is her hair. so big. It's just I so, love the big hair. so giant. But that's is, because I have like thin wispy useless so, hair so, so i'm very envious of so when her hair. hair gets like sort of thinner and wispier like in the in the movies especially in first contact i'm i'm with it or like when her hair becomes more wavy than curly i'm with it later on um, I, I prefer it when it's when it's big but that's just me that's because like i said i have hair in okay let's let's do this dr julian bashir uh. no no you are out of your damn mind. No, I don't think so. You are. I don't you think so. You are a crazy man. Believe it or not, of all things, I am kind of still going with Bones more than anyone. I'm still going with Bones, which is I'm going with the original series and you're going with DS9. What is going on here? It's like the Twilight Zone. We're in the mirror universe like last episode, <laughs> <laughs> um, which you can't really hear a lot of. I hope some of you stuck around. <laughs> I hope some of you went Because it was a good episode. The, through it. the conversation was amazing, but the, the audio, the audio was, was yeah. Poo. Um, but I hope you guys liked it. Um, but yeah, here's so 
All right, why be sure? Uh, beyond the fact that he's gorgeous, and while you're dying of of road rash, at the very least, you can like kind of get off on on how hot he is. Like, like, no, I think I've got road rash on my other boob. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's, no, it's really. both my boobs. Can you look really. at this one over could here? Could you just? Could sure. you just? Come here. I don't know. Come could here. you massage <laughs> them? Or in here. <laughs> Maybe if you put your face in there, I, that would help. <laughs> I've road rash in my vagina. <laughs> that sounds really doctor, bad. Doctor, please, just can you look? <laughs> Can you just look down there? Can you look? With your penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so outside of the obvious, he is the most attractive doctor. So pretty. Except for Dr. Crusher, but that's only different no. strokes. But, right. that, mm-hmm. the, um, but okay, outside of that, why Dr. Bashir? Um, and do we differentiate first season from... He's a two? superhuman do I want Super, that? Yes, I do. Do I want him to like figure out with math that if I survive that the Federation might fall so he has to let me die? But he doesn't do that. He does. When does he do that? When he almost tells the Federation to surrender to the Dominion because he's mathematically figured out. that. The but that's not the same thing as one person in his operating table. That's never happened. That's true. You know, you know what I'm I, saying? Like he was, that's, that's a situation of the odds and he played it all out and I totally get where he was coming from. I, you know and what? it was a harsh thing to say, but like he meant well. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he always means well. And I've never, Here's the you thing. never he, see him do that with a person. He's very personable. He's inexperienced. Let me say this. I wouldn't want him for your injuries, but if I had needed neurosurgery, like, because he's always talking about the ganglionic fiber and the, you know, if I wanted neurosurgery or I had something insanely bad with me, I don't, I wouldn't want him as a trauma doctor. It's like the difference between Jordy LaForge and Chief O'Brien. He's Jordy LaForge in that situation. Okay. He is the, he's all knowledge, no experience. He's very young. He's right out of, right out of school. And we've already seen as, as advanced as he is, he made snap judgments because of his lack of experience, even after he was shown to be superhuman about the whole Federation, and then he was wrong. And I think that that if there's something really wrong, I want him and Dr. Crusher with their, you know, the only people in the world who can do this insanely genetic whatever thing is wrong with me. <laughs> this If I have, a, if I have a, a crazy virus, you know, which by the way, what a shithead Dr. Bashir is. Because I'm thinking back when oh. they go, they go to that, 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 um, Remember in like that second season episode where everybody like had like the the disease that like gave them the like the things on their face and if they turned red that mean they were about to die and then everyone's going to die and he's like oh right right like, yes. no I know I can find a cure we later find out that Doctor Bashir was only pretending to be as stupid as he like was back in those episodes oh right so he, he was like I'm gonna let so these he actually could have found a cure he was like I'm gonna let these people die because I'm really genetically engineered. Clearly, the writers know that I'm genetically engineered, in them. and they can't, and I can't let myself be exposed. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's like, honestly, if that had always been a part of his character, in terms of retconning, well, he never would, he never would have let that go down. He would have, he would yeah. have saved those people. Yeah. Um. So. So there's that. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I just think that that in terms of the high science things, which is again, like in in modern times, you know, in like now times. Um, cancer surgeons you know these guys need to be up on the biggest best and brightest they need to and he's the guy I want that I want him to go in and go I know more than any fucking person in the world about this mm-hmm. no one knows more than me and I'm gonna do this but with bones I can go 
I don't know as much as that guy, but I've done this a lot. Yeah, I'm. There's I, something to that. You know, I've got the gut for what to do here. Yeah, is not just the head. So, so I'm still going with Bones over over Bashir. Mm, so tough for me. <laughs> I know because I really unless like it's Carl Bashir. Urban Bones, who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Come on, come over. Ooh. You're killing the whole joke of you not being on mic. I know, I know. Um, we're talking about the doctor that you want to be treated by, not the doctor that you want to bang. You I know, think. Uh, I think. In fairness, she wants to bang both of them. I That's don't, true. I think <laughs> Carl Urban more than D. Kelly. No, I think. Young, no, I, I think she'd bang D. Kelly. I think she would have banged old D. Kelly just because he used to be. Yeah. Young D. Kelly. It's true shit. And Sybil Shepherd, I'm looking at you. <laughs> so. But I think the Southern gentleman might might have to take the uh, take the call here. Not, I mean, I'm just saying that the bedside manner. He's he's he makes you feel all warm and gooey inside. He does, and he, and he makes you, you he wraps the, you in a in a warm care blanket. Yeah. Who does? Who does? Bones. Bones. Well, and 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 he knows what he's. My whole thing is that you you have a trauma. You've just fallen off your your of your. Uh, shuttlecraft mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you got space rash or whatever space rash <laughs> that sounds so much dirtier actually than road rash you have a rash in your space yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I, see, I think in that case again you can't like and I mean honestly I guess if we're talking about being trauma treated yeah in, in the heat of the moment and and the scare and the fear like <sighs> He's so attractive, um, and he's so smart. I mean, he's that's, so smart. That's the thing. I but think, like, I think that for, like, I want him to be my oncologist. You've got for yeah, like, I, oncologist. I want him to be my oncologist. Like, but yeah, I think if I was in the in in the in the moment of being afraid, I would feel more comforted. Now, I'll take it. I'll, I'll say this: if you're an enemy, I'll say this. He's the only one of the doctors that I've seen who who takes a moral, a huge moral stand. About saving an enemy, mm-hmm. like like if he had been on the Enterprise when that Romulan was dying and they needed Worf's blood, he would have taken Worf's blood. Mm. He wouldn't have said, "Worf, you have a choice." No, he would have come he would up have been to, like, "You don't have a fucking choice." Like he's they're they're, right like, they're they're like they're like, "If you order me to do it, I'll do it. I can't order you to do it." Well, I'm not going to do it. He would have been like, "Fuck it, no, I'm taking your blood." He just wouldn't have asked. He would have hyperspace done. Done. How yeah. hard was that? Be mad at me. Go ahead. I can take your anger. I can take your anger because but I. But I can't take this guy dying yeah, because so, you're angry. Yeah, be mad. Be mad at me. It's a fair trade. Fair trade. This guy gets to be alive, and you can be mad at me. That's fine. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry if I've inconvenienced you. Have a nice day. Like that's and 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 I think back to the episode where where O'Brien where he was like willing to sacrifice himself, willing to sacrifice O'Brien, willing to help the Jem'Hadar, and he was just like he's like I'm staying here, and he pulls rank on him, and he mm-hmm. goes he goes I'm this like he's willing to just go fuck our friendship, fuck the Federation. Fuck. fuck everything I'm human life is more important or life not, not human life life, life is yeah. more important and yes. these guys may kill us when we're done i don't care i'm doing what i'm gonna do and he's the only one who's like sort of made that kind of stand which i totally respect so so and that matters if i'm an enemy you know now granted didn't he keep trying to operate on people there and they kept dying i mean it's, I, I don't remember the episode that well but 
whoever look we let's just all agree the worst doctor of all is a carl urban mccoy um oh yeah that he'll just make your hands puffy and give you numb tongue yeah <laughs> <laughs> your numb tongue numb tongue numb, numb tongue um, <laughs> um okay so here's here's gonna be the clincher here's the one who the, might be the best yep and i'm gonna just jump ahead and go season six to seven uh doctor from voyager yep my favorite doctor of all the trek doctors in terms of characters i would say that there are moments in voyager involving the doctor someone to watch over me is is an example or the one where he had a holographic family that he had to let die um that were as good as anything in next gen or ds9 when when the doctor was involved the one where he was in the future defending voyager mm-hmm. you know um yeah he he absolutely he makes is, an episode and when because, it revolves and, around him, it's it's good. And because seven of and because seven of nine is such a good actress as well. Yeah. And they paired the two of them up as often as they did. Yeah. Um, That's the only reason any of those episodes are watchable. From yeah, Voyager, it's I, I like, like it's I love true. their relationship. I love their relationship. And you know what? Um, it's when I like Tom Paris the best. Actually, is when he's interacting with the Doctor, like when he's the nurse and the Doctor's being sort of mean to him, and he's like their relation their like antagonistic friendship i enjoy like it's it's i like those relationships yeah i mean let's let's be clear when we're talking about this doctor we have to talk about and doctor like because i i can tell you without hesitation first season yeah doctor even though i still liked him that's yeah. not who i would want well i did, i liked laughing at him i like right. laughing at his frustration yes i thought um, he was funny um but he didn't seem to really, yeah, care. Yeah, his bedside manner left a little, uh, a little to be desired. Yeah, well, and and by the end, he does care, and he does. Yes, by the end, he's he cares very deeply caring. about life that nobody else cares about, like holographic, like, and he yeah. he you know, he doesn't make the same sort of moral difficult moral stands, but he you feel like he would, if given the opportunity by better writers, he might mm-hmm. make the same choice Bashir did. Um, I. For me, so far in this situation, I also feel like he can handle anything. Yeah, I really I do. Feel like, like I feel like he had the most thrown at him. Yeah, because as a facet of there was no one else to go to. Yep. You know, inexplicably, like I wonder, like you know, it would be fun. I maybe someone out there has done that. Hey, listeners, if you know someone who's done it, I want someone who, to give me a head count of how many people were on Voyager that survived the initial incident. Um, and how many people were on Voyager at the end of the first episode of Voyager and then who did a, a death count over the course of the show of how many minor characters died and how many characters there should have been by the end of the seventh season hmm. because that's that would be fascinating yeah I think that would be actually those numbers would be fascinating to go like like huh you know I, I, huh. I, should there really only be four people on the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I feel like with everything that they go through like there should yeah. have been so many more deaths probably there than no, there were. Yeah. Well, but but I rem- I seem to remember people dying. There were definitely people dying, but you have to you have to realize there are several episodes that are just like that didn't even happen, right? Yeah. Where like everybody died, and yeah. it was useless and it it didn't really have much impact because like I like that never episodes. happened. I like those. I love what if happened. Like there used to be a Marvel comic called What If, and it would be like what if like Dark Phoenix lived or what if Magneto took over the X Men or whatnot. So, yeah, actually, I I I've, I like what I've part of what I've been watching recently um, has been X Men. I don't know if I mentioned this or not. The, the cartoon show. Yeah. 
the mm-hmm. the 90s one um well it started because um my niece texted me saying she liked x-men yeah and i was all of course excited i was like X- fuck yeah excited? she likes x-men and yeah no i got it we're just gonna let it go though <laughs> but she she was talking about x-men evolution that's a, yeah, here's the thing that if, show if, is awful if really i liked it really yeah you liked the teenageified drama of, of like and the awareness and like yeah but I, it, it felt a little buffy to me actually i kind of enjoyed uh, yeah i there I, was too much the night there was there were several episodes during that where um like when apocalypse came and shit where like they wound up like not doing high school teenage bullshit yeah. but we're still teenagers dealing with that shit and I liked those episodes. Those See, were the, actually the, good to the me. The '90s X-Men is, are represents my least favorite version of the X-Men. Really? See, because that's what I—that's my exposure the, to X-Men. The uh, era uh, initial. The you know? era. The era, even in comics, at that time, were like, like where Cyclops had all the buckles and and mm. and extra straps and for no reason. And I have to show you a picture, by the way, which is awesome. The Joss Whedon from a book that he did. That's awesome. Okay. Because um, he wrote Astonishing X-Men. Joss Whedon wrote like 30 episodes, mm-hmm. 30 issues of Astonishing X-Men. And it's incredible. Um, but there's, there's, well, I'll just say it for the sake of the audience. There's um, I, Cyclops is, Jean Grey is dead and Cyclops is dating um, the White Queen. No, um, I, yeah, I read that. Um, and, and. Oh, yeah, did you, I, lo- I, you loaned me Did you see where he's, he's doing the dream scene? He's he's doing the dream sequence and and he looks at him and he goes he goes but I'm trying to be a good leader and there's a shot of him looking like he did in the 90s with like twenty like twenty extra buckles and yellow straps and he goes mm-hmm. don't you see all my buckles? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that one was in the one that you loaned us. Um, so it represented the everything is cool part part of the uh, X Men that I didn't like like Gambit I I've said before I think Gambit is is the def- gambit and cable are the two defining problems with the x-men and not that the characters themselves are, are bad but that gambit is cajun and he plays cool cards and he's attractive and he's charming i love gambit and he charges up cards and he wears a trench coat and he's got cool hair and he's like, hot exactly and everything about him is cool and then you meet G- cable and everything about him is cool and the thing i always like i didn't the- feel that way about cable the thing it's I right, the thing I always liked about X Men is that is that like before that era and from Joss kind of forward somewhat although I stopped reading after Joss it was the X Men weren't cool they were a little fucked up and they were a little like like they were the outcasts they were they like they didn't really go into much of the other Marvel universe there was nothing cool about being the X Men being X Men was hard it was a little sad I don't know I definitely I don't feel like I didn't get that from watching the 90s well, no, X-Men. Well, because that was still... They were still... They were... That's still in the DNA of of what the X-Men are, but it's yeah. just that that version of the X-Men never... It never seemed to scratch the emotional surface. Now, granted, I never watched past season one. Okay. So, so you didn't watch the Phoenix Saga or anything? No. Okay. So... But she clearly doesn't die at the end of the Phoenix Saga. Right? Um, No, she does. But she lives. But she lives. She's on the show the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. The Phoenix does. What does Dark Phoenix do? Uh, when Phoenix, when they, when they get Phoenix out of her. Yeah. Phoenix um, feels bad about what happened or whatever because now that doesn't have all the human emotions, you know, making her act wrong. Does Phoenix on the on the cartoon? Does Phoenix like kill an entire planet? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. She, yeah, so she they destroys a whole solar system. And they went and they showed the people dying, and they, they, I don't they, know. I don't think they showed the people dying, but they talked about it. But I mean, it's still it's a cartoon for children. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Um, but like you got the ramifications, I mean, it was fucked up, and that's they were like, cool. and that's why they came down, and they were the the um, what are they called the uh, the the Jammer or, or was it the 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 Imperial Guard? Yeah, the Imperial Guard. So they 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 closed. Yeah. That, that's and pretty they close were like, to the comic. And they were like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Jean's still in there or whatever. Yeah. But we can't let her do this. See, Jean stayed she, dead in, in, well, Jean's still dead in the X-Men. Although she's, actually, wait, she's no. She's been dead for she, like No, you know what? They might not have actually killed anyone. They might have had her destroy a star in a solar system yeah. that happened to be uninhabited. I don't remember, honestly, but they were like, we can't let her do that again. Yeah. Like, bottom line, she's going to kill people and we can't let it happen. We have to destroy her. And like, then the X-Men are like, no, like, trying to f- and they and they fight with the imperial guard like they like yeah they en- enact some archaic on the moon ritual yeah is the watcher in it like the big-headed guy watching on the moon um it sounded, I don't, it sounded like they kept pretty close i don't think so that's what i'm saying like i felt like that. that's the the reason i really see- like that i felt like that the stories were very close they were very comic booky they were very close didn't to what i, I loan you at one point like a like a, a thick like graphic novel of like of the phoenix saga? yeah no Oh, uh, it's so much better in the comics. That's I mean, I believe that because that's the thing. Like, they only had a half an hour. Like, so that's why the Phoenix Saga was like a six-part, you know, episode arc. You, you know, the but at the same time, like, there's still stuff I know they couldn't put everything well, in. And so the, some and of the, the episodes are rushed, but I still stayed, really like it. She stayed dead for a really long time and, like, for years and years. Oh, okay. And, and so the episode after, like, Scott, Scott dealing with her death forever until she came back and then died again. Like, but it took her like another ten years to. I, that's comic book time, you know. Oh wait, no, they they definitely had. There was two. There were two Phoenix sagas. Yeah, there was the initial Phoenix saga where she dies, and then Jean is gone. They don't really deal with her emotional stuff so much, in truth. Um, but she's definitely gone, and huh. then they have the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix saga. All right. Which is another like six part, you know, three or six part episode arc. You see, I there were no where she comes back and it's like Jean, what the fuckity fuck fuck. There, there aren't there aren't real uh, arcs in the first season, so maybe it'd be worth going to. I mean, again, I would all. I would recommend watching the whole the whole show and just seeing how you think how you feel after. I'll probably it's not I'll, much of a time I'll, commitment. I'll probably well I'll probably just wait until until my son is is probably eight or so and then I'll and watch, just it watch him with him. I think he would really which enjoy is what it. I'm doing right now with Transformers. We're in like in like three weeks. We'll probably get to the movie and I've already started bracing him for the massacre in the movie, which is just it's awful. It's I I watch some of it. I'll, sh- I'll I mean, show here's the thing. It. Here's what I consider the barometer. Like. I, I watched Transformers as a child yeah. too. I watched G.I. Joe. I watched, yeah. you know, I watched a lot of different shows and I watched X-Men. Yeah. And going back and watching X-Men, even though I can now, you know, older and being able to see some of the problems and being a little more yeah. familiar with X-Men, I can note them and be like, okay, well that was really rushed and blah, blah, blah. But like yeah. at the end of the day, I still feel like it held up better. Like Transformers, to me, didn't really hold up that well. It was always the Decepticons are doing this thing and the Transformers are going to stop them and then they stop them and that's the end. Like every episode is kind of the same. Well, no, there, there's more than that. There's way more than that. I just, wa- I just, I tried wa- to go back and watch cause we got like season one on DVD yeah. when it came out and I was super excited cause I was like, Ooh, Transformers. And no, like there's, there's certainly, every episode was sort of yeah, no, the it's, same it's, and it was, there, there is an element of, of Megatron discovers a new energy source, goes there and tries to steal the energy source. The Autobots stop him. But 
like the one I just watched today, it was Megatron goes to the Starscream discovers an energy source, goes through to where he thinks it is, and it's actually um, takes him into medieval times, and so he starts taking over medieval England, and the Autobots fight him there. And the next episode, um, uh, Starscream discovers uh, an energy source on another planet, and convinces them he's a god, <clears throat> and they start worshiping. Uh, the Decepticons as gods and then the Autobots show up and the Decepticons call them false gods and that I mean there's like they're, they're playing with some heady subject matter there okay well I mean you know? I, I honestly I, I only started I started watching them and I didn't get all the way through season one before I was kind of like this isn't it helps to have a five-year-old sitting next to you I'm sure that probably yeah. does that, I mean I don't know if I'd watch them on my own but um I mean they're still but like, I felt like X-Men I, I re-watched because so I watched X-Men Evolution for my niece yeah like, because I wasn't going to be like, well, your show is poo. Watch, watch the X Men I grew up on, right? Well, I like. like I wanted to give credit where credit was due. Specifically, I like the character of Kitty and the and their interpretation of Nightcrawler. Night, that was what I was going to say. The only difference is, I really liked Nightcrawler on that show. Yeah, he was the highlight of that whole show. Yeah, he was adorable. He was fun. I really liked him a lot. I Jean's, enjoyed him. Jean somehow, even though she was animated, seemed like she was thirty years old and was a pedophile. <laughs> Scott looked Scott seemed clearly Scott like 16 seemed, yeah but she seemed like a 30 year old no nah, like, she like, seemed younger no, she when was you like back I'm just saying if she turned around and said listen I'm here with 21 Jump Street sorry you would have bought it I'd be like, yeah no I get that <laughs> that movie was actually really good by the way I haven't seen it I, I um, recommend it like cool. it was actually very funny let's keep good. talking about the doctors oh yeah let's get back on track <laughs> um so uh so I think the pros the pros for for I think that this is a doctor that I would want uh, the Voyager doctor, the doctor. Um, the only problem with him is you never know when he's going to malfunction or be offline. Yes. Um, and you're, you'd always have the question, same question you have with data. Is this guy really care? Does he really care? I wouldn't is have it, that question. Honestly, if you just met him, you know, if you just met him, the reason we'd think that the doctor is real and get his, get like our feelings about him is we see him on his off hours when the other people don't see him that's like, true yeah like it, you would always wonder is he just like this when i pop around and then he you know same problem i, I would have with the holodeck and with data to be honest i would always kind of wonder is he just being nice because i don't know i him? really i i'm really uh i really anthropomorphize yeah is that things is that the right word i can't tell and then ultimately does right. that matter so ultimately um, does it like if someone can be next to you and be like like Look, I'm going to give you a reassuring tone and I'm going to be really an expert in what I do. And I mean, I think he's I think he's good. Um, and by season seven, I even feel like he could improvise. I think season. Yeah, no, he absolutely improvises. There are, there are episodes where he does. Or just make shit up and I'm going to try. Where, yeah, where he like takes, you know, an element of this and an, el an element of that and he twists them together and he comes out with something completely different. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, I guess it's between him and Bones. Um, yeah. And yeah. that and that concludes the doctors so 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 who are who do you choose she's like i don't care what we just talked about dr bashir i'm gonna fuck him <laughs> that's that's it yeah i want him to make me better so it doesn't hurt when i fuck him and then i want to fuck him Stop. that's what i want to do that's my plan i have <laughs> my, a plan and that is it that, that is was my plan. plan that was my plan before i came over really mr a goodbye goodbye because here's alexander city yeah! yeah what if we walked in oh my god would that be amazing it would be so amazing. You just say to I would be like, I won the lottery. You'll be, Do you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's how I would feel. <laughs> You'd be like, Mr. A, please, please, don't don't call it cheating. Don't call it cheating. Don't just look the cheating. other way. I'm going to take a couple of Percocet. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's Alexander. <laughs> Do I call you Sid? Uh, 
Alex. Do I call you? Do I Sid. call you Alex? Sid. Do you call me Alex and I call you Alex? Would that be weird? That would be weird. <laughs> or or you, you'd call, he'd call you Alex and, and you'd call him Alex and then you'd both at the same time go, don't call me Alex. <laughs> <laughs> he'd look right at you and you'd go, hello, Alexia. He would not. He would not. He would call me Alexia. He would say my name right. And do you want to know how I know? Because Alexander and Alexia are both derivatives of Alexander the Great. You're right. I know nothing about derivatives of the name Alexander. Just saying. You're right. I know nothing about derivatives of the name, unusual derivatives of the name Alexander. I know nothing about these things. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Clearly. I've given no thought to, to maybe taking the second half of that name. And using it for <laughs> and something. And using that for something. Or something or another. So that was the inspiration for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it up. wasn't. Don't act. Don't act like it was. Alexander the Great had nothing to do with it. I'm a big fan of Colin Farrell. Oh. <laughs> no. No. That movie has nothing to do with Alexander the Great except that it's called that. Okay? No. It it, it, it has... It has Just stop. Just um, stop. That movie's what's so her name? bad. What's her name from Clerks 2? And she's naked. And that was great. So it's Alexander the Great with her boobies. Wasn't wasn't his mom played by um, Angelina Jolie? In yeah, that maybe. What was what was what was, was her the name? issue I had with that? What was, she was her actually, name? What was the, what's her name from from Clerks Two? The other one. I don't fucking know. The the main female in Clerks Two. She's the hottie. The, I have not seen Clerks Two. Oh my gosh! I know. Clerks Two is the reason Endlight exists. No. Yeah, in a big bad way. Yeah, if it weren't for. If it weren't for Clerks 2, there would be no, there'd be no ninjas. There'd be none. None of this would have happened. Interesting. Yeah, oh, it's such a good film. I believe it. I just haven't seen it. Thank you. Thank Ooh. you. He just handed Should've me just a body. Kept that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so who do you choose? I I think I'm gonna have to go with um, the doctor. But if the doctor malfunctions, Leonard McCoy. Yeah. Really? You're. We agree. Yeah, I think we actually do. We agree. We both. We both chose as our number one a show that neither one of us really likes. Neither one of us likes, but he's um, the best. I mean, if I had to be performed on, you know. Well, if you have to be performed on, you Like, I'm just saying, like, because he has, I feel like by the time he's really fleshed out, like, he's he's so yeah. warm and caring and, and, and has all of the knowledge and expertise. He reacts quickly. Yeah. Like, and he has, he has abilities, frankly, because he is... A hologram but even if you ignore that even if you said if he was a human without those abilities he has but but as a facet of being on voyager and having so much shit thrown he has at him seen so much and he's had to innovate yeah with, and and still not just innovate though like he's innovated with the technology like yeah. with a high level of technology um so you have kind of all of the the bonuses there i think in that scenario he's like bones plus mashir is mashir is what he is yeah, yeah. um well, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. If oh, it, right, it, and he's got nanobots, man. Yeah, I'm he'll, just he'll, he'll heal everything with those, it's right? Just, just fucking cure all. You want some fucking nanobots? Want some nanobots? Want some nanobots? Want some nanobots? I'm really, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with it. You want some nanobots? You need some. You know, it'll, you want it'll, some, it'll you fix know everything. Then we, can, we can do that. <laughs> then we can put some kind of board deflector up. It'll, it'll happen. It'll, it'll, we'll shoot tachyons at it. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. You want some nanobots? <laughs> that's one of the things we do when we watch um when we watch star trek that that um mr a will like will like give each other a look when they like do some sciencey thing yeah like some re- like uh what was one, one of the things the they're always, not tachyons um no, oh about, like, plasma they're always venting plasma yeah or the jeffrey's tube or going to jeffrey tube whatever and 
and like the deflector dish can deflector solve many dish problems. Solves so many problems. Yeah, no matter what's that thing on. is a fucking cure all. Like like do this with the deflector dish. Here's the thing: why don't they build two deflector dishes on the ship? One to be the deflector dish, and then another one that's the exact same technology to do everything else. <laughs> you know, that's that's my plan. Um, I think that's a good ship design. You should submit it to Starfleet. All right. So guess what, Voyager? <laughs> she, uh, Alexia shits on you. I don't shit on you, but I piss on you a little bit. But guess what? <laughs> but you, you have the best doctor. doctor. You have the best doctor. That is the doctor that we want to fix our space rash. So That is the doctor that I would like to repair my cracked ribs. Yes. And my my fractured scapula and yeah, all that stuff. And that then, would be great. And Thank then you, you want Doctor Bashir to. And then I want Doctor Bashir to be the guy who talks to me after with his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, with his penis. Hello, how are you doing? Um, honestly, just to talk to me, really, like when I'm doing, you know, when you're like convalescing and you're healing, mm-hmm. could he just talk to me with that accent? That would be great because I feel uh-huh. like that would be very. Can you uh, do? Healing. Can you do one of his like overacting bits? One of the, the three or four. My favorite one. That, that's that. My favorite. Don't. I'll do it. I'm gonna do it. Here, here it goes. Ready? We can't keep taking these kind of losses. Not if we expect to win this. <laughs> it's my favorite line reading he's ever done. And sometimes he's really good, but occasionally he tries to he tries to like to like Shakespeare stage act a little bit. He tries to to chew the scenery every once in a while. To and, chew the scenery. And it's, I have never heard that term before. I kind of love it. You've never heard the term chew the scenery? No. What? It's amazing though. I love it. Yeah. No, well, I've and never heard that. I, here's why I here's here's what I love about him and or Worf and Cisco. It's why I like Cisco so much is because what Avery Brooks, well, who is also a scenery chewer, but what Avery Brooks knows <laughs> when to do is when to get quiet. So you'll have you'll you'll have like Worf going going. It's got to stop. And Avery Brooks, who is a little crazy, will go. It's going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was listening to J.R. J.R. and John on J.R. Watches Star Trek the first time. Our friends over there mm-hmm. who who have not did not mention us in their last episode, which bummed me out because they've mentioned us every episode before. Oh, really? They, and they haven't have and they haven't said anything about your thing. I don't. They know. haven't sent us a basket. Just for the record. Um, for the record, <laughs> John kidding. is one of the people who commented oh, on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, John. John. I'm it, highly it, medicated. Seriously. Yeah, John. John is actually someone who who came, went out of his way to yeah. say something. So thank you, John. I appreciate um, that. Um, but they were uh they were talking about how as the show goes on, as DS9 goes on, um, that Cisco does get crazier. Dude is nuts, man. But and it's, it's not. But it's not in the, what the character is doing. Like how the people are writing the characters. It's, it's like when he's do, doing the, delivering the lines. He's just like, yeah, no, no. Sometimes he just seems like he's thinking about something else. Dude is fucking nuts. Yeah, and and, and like, like like I feel like talking, like having a serious conversation with Avery Brooks, having any conversation with Avery Brooks, I feel like would would be after like the captains. The captains has colored everything. Oh, totally. Yeah, I feel like I would. So, like I said, I'm highly medicated right now, and I get confused and I forget things. And I feel like if I was to have a conversation with him, it would be like I'm on crazy pills all the time. Yeah. Well, like I would feel like I was like I said, I was really disoriented yeah. when I first woke up and confused. Because it's in the mind and, I, and it's real. And I feel me. like that would be what it, that would be the feeling of having a yeah. conversation with Avery Price. Yeah. No, right homie's there. homie's nuts. He and I totally say homie, I, I call everybody homie. I just realized of all the people I would say homie <laughs> about, oh my gosh, here come the letters. Um, oh, I hope not. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to take a moment though to, um, yeah. to thank as we wrap up Mitch. Yes. Because I'm clear that we're getting close to that time. 
I want to thank Mitch. Mitch is awesome. Mitch is Mitch is such a new addition to the to the to all of Geeks Radio. Which, by the way, you know we rebranded. <laughs> I I I didn't. Yeah, it's we're, good to know. Yeah, EPN doesn't exist anymore. We're Geeks Radio. I like Geeks Radio. I like Geeks, that a lot. At, at geeksradio.com. That's fantastic. So okay. so cool. Very so cool. So we are now the Geeks Radio. Inter- uh, nobody had ever used it. Shh. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna cyber squat like they did on TimPain.com. Fuckers. Did you buy it? Yeah. So how would they cyber squat? You own it. Yeah, because I'll I'll forget to pay. Like I did for like one of the ninjas versus things. Yeah. I'm very. Don't do that. I'm Don't, busy. But you know what? Set it on auto pay, dumby. Don't call me dumby, Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> Road rash. Geeksradio.com. Geeksradio.com. Right now, yeah, it still says Enlight Podcast Network at the top, but yeah, it's but it's, it's Geeks Radio. <laughs> but everything, everything is it. It, it bounces. Yeah, the I actually the Enlight Podcast Network page, it still has the N, the EPN logo on it, but it is now it says Geeksradio.com. Yeah, we're it's a it's a we're doing a slow reboot because there's with the movie being edited, I don't have a time for a big, but no, but that's cool. I like that. Especially since I'm still, you know, there's there's some. There's a geek group of women that I yeah. am uh, I'm trying to uh, to join. So um, okay, so say, say so he. Mitch, I yeah. just wanted to say th- thank you to him because he actually uh, after listening to the yeah. last episode, uh, he sent a message to um, to Mr. Siddig on on Facebook to, to oh, ask nice. him to <laughs> to, get, to shoot me a get well. I thought that was pretty great. I didn't think anybody Sid. would actually do that. Hey, um, so everybody listening, I'm gonna say it again. I want you <laughs> to Facebook bomb and email bomb Alexander Sittig. Yes. And, 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 it and if you have, but if you have other, cause we know how small the world is and there's for like no other four reason. connections now between people. Seriously. For, none of you has access. Come on. Yeah. Work with me here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for no other reason that it'll make her day. That's all. It would be so she's amazing. She's such a fan and she's <laughs> hurting. You should see she's, she, she's like every once in a while she's making this big wincy face that you guys can't see. Um, <laughs> So don't tell uh, them that I'm strong. No, you're strong. <laughs> I'm strong. Thank you, Cole. Because um, that's his whole thing. I'm strong. Yeah, but I am strong. Oh, oh damn. Oh. <laughs> he killed the king of the zombies. Okay. It's my I fault. I fucking wrote him. <sighs> I'm just saying, if you base Cole more on me, <laughs> he'd be <Okay>. stronger. <laughs> he was based on you. Okay. Alexia, see? <laughs> Alexia, cholera. 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 Oh, it's like a disease. Cool, see? It's, it's clear. It's clear. It's clear. The, the more you Percocet you have, the clearer it will become. <laughs> <laughs> that I am certain is true. Okay, guys, this is, uh, it's good to have you back. It's um, good to be back. Normally we'd record multiple episodes, but this is going to be the one that we get to record tonight. So, yes. um, so uh, maybe we'll go ahead and yeah, you'll probably be hearing this cut in half. We'll probably cut in half somewhere and do a part one and part two. Um, oh, is it, cause, is well, it long enough? For that? <laughs> it's it's an hour and an hour and a half. We'll do forty five right. minutes. We That's just right. well, just because I'm not going to be back for a couple of weeks and and you know not going to be able to record for a little while. So, um, and then we'll be back in the swing, man. Then we'll get back into doing this and and hit some other stuff. But um, in the meantime, I'm really happy to say this. My name's Justin. And my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches.
You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeksradio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment.